0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. I'm a believer as some of you may be that every day is a day in which we need meditation and to paraphrase Orwell, some days need more are more in need of meditation than others. Um, I think all thinking and feeling Americans and human citizens are in the aftermath of a very intense, intense year, month, week, day, and moment. Um, and we're still processing the what it means for our society, for race relations, for justice, um, which means that I'm both, I, I'm of three minds. One, for us to meditate towards that very idea. I'm not going to do that. One is for us to meditate on nothing, right? Have it be really an almost non-guided meditation for having me bring you into a place if I can where we can just retreat. Or, I'm not going to do that. Um, or do what I would have done on most other days that I lead a meditation during the Omer, and that is to have us feel moved by the specific day, um, that we are in, in the Omer, uh, and see where that takes us, uh, in our, uh, in the loud quiet of our minds, uh, which I say is an intentional oxymoron and welcome uh, my friend and colleague Rabbi Mark Biller, who's joining us for meditation. So we're going to go in that direction. We're going to issue the notion of going directly at what we call Inyana Dayoma, the issues of the day, not because they're not important, but I want this to be a 15-minute retreat from that. And we're going to eschew the notion of, of of going to utter emptiness, although that has value, and just focus on the calendar. So the briefest of um, of, of uh, slides into this, if you've meditated with me during, during the Omer before, you know that uh, the Kabbalistic understanding of the Omer is that each of the seven weeks represents a different sefirah, a different emanation of God's godness that we're supposed to receive and be the beneficiary of and also emulate. And then uh, this, the grid of seven times seven means that each day of each week is a subset of that. So we are in the week of Netzach. It's a great Hebrew word, the fourth week of the Omer, because the fourth sefirah here is Netzach. Netzach means victory. It means endurance. In Kabbalah, those two things are very much identified because one of the ways the human creature tries to perpetuate himself or herself, and this is rather Darwinian, and to create endurance is to win, right? The, the, the urge to win, to be on top, to be the menatser is so that we're here. And if it has to be us here versus someone else here. We'll choose us. It's very it's very bestial in some ways, and we are beasts. So there is a linkage in the Hebrew root that plays out in the realm of ideas, which is that we want to endure. And in order to endure, we have to somehow sometimes be victorious. That's the week that we're in. But we are in Tiferet Sheba because we are in the... Um, Four. Okay, that's right. I'm getting it right, yeah. We are in the third day, right? The third day of the fourth week, Tiferet Shebanetzach. And Tiferet is a Hebrew word which means glory or splendor, sometimes crown. In Kabbalah, and mysticism, it is humility. It is restraint. It is holding back. It's emotional health. And so Tiferet Shebanetzach asks us what aspect of ourselves are we holding ourselves to even in our drive to endure and to win? Are we winning at all costs? Are we propagating with no concern for others? Are we aware of those who are in our way If it's just Netzach, we don't have to be. But if it's Tiferet Sheba Netzach, then we're supposed to be asking those questions. So that's more words than I wanted to say because now this is almost half the time and we're not yet meditating. But that's the frame. So with that in mind, finally we get to meditate. I invite you to close your eyes. What a feeling it is every time to pull back and push forward and deep into a moment, into self. Think of this as a descent. Think of it as a return. Think of it as a release. As your body begins to feel things, it may have been feeling all day, but you were not aware of it pulsing tingling numbness just presence have you felt your toes today have the last joint of your fingers been activated today without your realizing it have you thought about your calves and your thighs and your Shoulders and your neck. Return yourself to them. As you reanimate your goof. With your nishima, with your breathing. And with your nishama, your very essence. If you haven't yet, you can place your legs flat, your feet flat on the floor so you are sturdy and connected to the earth the carpet the wood whatever it is beneath your feet try to turn some of the soft angles of your body to right angles 90 degrees between your lower legs and your thighs another 90 degree turn that might have you shift a bit between your thighs and your midsection, your waist as you make that right angle. And then your spine straight and true, allowing so much of your torso and even above your torso just to dangle, to weep like a willow, to stop holding some of the tension And we've been holding a lot of tension. Relax your forehead, your brow, which has almost certainly been furrowed throughout the day. Relax your eye sockets so that your eyeballs, even with your eyes closed, are drooping themselves. Relax your jaw. They sound strains, but relax your ears. You have muscles even there. And breathe and breathe and breathe with intentionality and luxury and enjoyment. you want, you can breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth with the out-breath being a little longer than the in-breath so that even your breathing is a statement of generosity. And as you are combining body and soul, think either in Hebrew if those words and letters are meaningful to you or English about nun sadi chet, netzach, eternal endurance, nitzachon victory. Identify with no judgment, only curiosity your urge to continue to be here. And you can define here, however you like, to be here alive, to be here in a professional role, to be here in a relationship. Just look at your urge for Netzach. What does it take to sustain, to persevere, to continue, to win, to endure? And to play on a pun which works better in English than in Hebrew what do you sometimes ask or force others to endure so that you can endure? And if in that question you've identified something that makes you even a tiny bit uncomfortable, then you have entered the realm of Tiferet Shebanetzach. Where ought you pull back, even and especially on the road to victory? What modes of triumph are not worth it? Where can you experience and be adorned with Tiferet, with a crown on the way to a more humane Netzach. can you identify the netzach the victory the enduring quality of tiferet of modesty of timtzum of pulling back of there being less of you and for you than is maximally Possible. Today we meditate and linger and explore Tiferet Shebanetzach the quieter places and pathways of endurance. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And I'll share the closing blessing that we can say together three times. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say to all of you, shalom and namaste and be well.